very happy to welcome in as decorated a collegiate sports broadcaster as you will find and for very good reason simply because he's the best in the business we're talking about don fisher the voice of the indiana hoosiers since is it 1973 don yes i have been this is the 50th season yes it is it's number 5-0 when you think about some of the recognition you've had uh you've been National Sports Media Association, Indiana Sportscaster of the Year, uh, 26 times, I believe. Maybe it's 27 by now. Uh, Recognized (laughs) by the National Football Foundation (laughs) with the Chris Schenkel Award. Uh, You received the Woody Durham Award for uh, Distinguished Service to Collegiate Sports. We could go on and on, but uh, that's not why we're having you on the show here. Uh, Everyone knows your resume. (laughs) We want to talk a little bit about uh, Big Ten football and what we might see Saturday here in Spartan Stadium. And, Don, two years ago when Indiana had such a good team and Michael Penix was terrorizing people the way he is now at the University of Washington, and uh, Indiana gave Ohio State such a scare uh, for its only loss in the COVID year and the way the rules have been set up, they hadn't changed them. Indiana would have been in the Big Ten championship game. What has happened since then? Well, I thought we were going to talk about basketball. I wouldn't agree to be on your show today, Jack. <laughs> we will. We will. I promise. <laughs> well, what's happened since then, Jack, has been a disaster. And uh, I say it that way because it's factual. There's no way to get around it. Uh, you have to be objective about these things. And it has been just absolutely awful. Last year, Indiana won two ball games, went two and ten. Uh, this year, they've gone three and, as we speak, three and seven, and all seven losses have come in a row here after a couple of wins or three wins at the beginning of the season. One of which was over the Fighting Illini of Illinois in the season opener, and everybody thought, "Well, Illinois is not any good." And they've been one of the best in the Western Division so far this year. So uh, it's it's just been uh, incredible. Obviously, injuries last year played a big role. Obviously, Penix wasn't hurt early in the year, and he came out and played horrible for the first six or seven ball games before he got hurt. Yeah, and then of course uh, Jack Tubbo got hurt, and then it was Donovan McCulley, a true freshman, who had. Uh, not been there in the spring to work through everything, and obviously he came in at the end, and that just continued the disastrous performance of this Indiana football team. This year, they bring in Connor Bazelak from Missouri, a a decorated uh, college quarterback, obviously SEC freshman of the year at quarterback position, um, was terrific at, at Missouri in the first couple of years and did a nice job. Didn't like the program there, came to Indiana in the transfer portal, he gets Indiana to come back in all three of the games that they won at the beginning of the season. And ever since then, it's just been a continuation of the problems in the offensive line, inability to open plays for the running game. Uh, pass blocking has just deteriorated dramatically as the year has progressed, and it wasn't good in the beginning. So all of those things have combined to make year two in this uh, horrific performance uh, a reality. And this is a football team right now. I don't think can dig their way out of this problem uh, anytime soon. And that means Michigan State on Saturday is not going to be much different than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. 
I was going to ask you if they could start the season with a big win against Illinois and finish it with a great win over Purdue and <laughs> knock the Boilermakers out of the Big Ten West title. And that would go over pretty well, I guess, uh, with some people in the state of Indiana. Well, it would certainly salve a few wounds, but uh, at this point, <laughs> There's such negativity about this team, and and they everybody everybody agrees. Tom Allen is a wonderful man and a good football coach, but it has just not transferred over the last couple of years now. And th- this season has felt even worse than a year ago. Although last year was pretty dismal to say the least, because the expectations were so high. Right. Uh, going into this year, the expectations weren't quite there, and the question mark was well. Is the offensive line any better? That didn't change, and now we're in a position where it looks like the defense has kind of fallen apart here at the end. I mean, they've given up 56 and 45 points in the last two ball games. Granted, it's to Ohio State and, and Penn State, but yeah, still, this team was. I mean, the defense kind of held everything together here and gave them a chance in several ball games leading up to the last two, and now the defense is just uh, eroded immensely. So. I know I sound like a <laughs> Debbie Downer, but at the same time, it's just the reality of the situation. And uh, I don't know what the answer is at this point. Uh, obviously, they've tried several quarterbacks. Baselak, of course, started again last week after sitting out the week before because he was beat up. Um, Baselak did not perform well. They brought in Dexter Williams. But he was the third guy they brought in in the game before against Penn State, which I still am scratching my head over that decision. But the, the fact of the matter is, right now, it, it all boils down to an offensive line that can't block anybody for the most part. They're starting, they started a, a freshman last week um, who had not played very much, a redshirt freshman of uh, two games prior to that, and they're just looking for answers, and there don't seem to be any to find. Uh, other than that, things are good, right? Uh, that, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it sounds terrible, but... You, you, you know, a guy in my position, and I've gone through Indiana football, this yeah. being my 50th year, I know yeah. what bad football looks like. <laughs> and this is bad football. <laughs> well, uh, you talk about in Indiana football tradition, uh, what there is. Uh, it's 28 straight losses to Ohio State now, I believe. Yep. And uh, when you think about how long it has been, uh, I guess you have to go back to uh, 1960. Seven, when Indiana shared uh, the Big Ten title right. uh, with those spectacular sophomores. And it came close a couple times. Uh, really played Michigan State for the championship in 87. Mm-hmm. Had just a couple of other peaks. But uh, in the Big Ten East, as long as we have divisions, uh, what does Indiana do? What does Tom Allen or any other coach do? pray it's all we can do <laughs> at this point I, I mean like yeah i've been i've been here 50 years jack i mean you got to understand where i'm coming from um I, prayer may be the only answer and then i'm not quite sure he's listening so um the, the truth of the matter is right now it, it is a it's a really big problem and and i don't think Changing coaches and those kinds of things are everything. That's that's what the alumni want you to do and that kind of thing. I don't know that that's the answer. But with NIL, the transfer portal, making basically college athletes free agents, uh, 
and a lot of money that's been uh, sent to Indiana for this for the NIL aspect of things has been uh, most of that money, or at least at this point, it's been going to basketball, uh, which it has to because that's uh, that's the lunch bucket here uh, as far as financial situations are concerned. Uh, you, you've, got, you've got to find some way to infiltrate some football money coming from the NIL pers- perspective. And they did get some kind of a guy has stepped up and said, I'll match every dollar up to a million dollars for people that want to give money to the NIL. And with regard to most of that going to the football program. And I don't want to say all of it because it's certainly not all going to go there, but Right. You know, if they can get that kind of money raised to help football, that would be a big factor. But right now, I just don't know what the answer is. And let's face it, if you not don't you have if you do not have the NIL money, what did Ryan Day said what? You're gonna need thirteen million dollars yeah, for 13. NIL. Yeah. Thirteen mil. Okay, if that's Ohio State say, saying they need that much money to compete with everybody else in the country, Indiana's not even close. I mean if that, you can't even smell thirteen million at this point. No. So it's no. it's a it's a I, I don't know what the answer is, Jack. And if I did, obviously I'd be a rich man right now. <laughs> All right, at <laughs> the I'm risk not. of going <laughs> uh, going from the ridiculous to the sublime, let's talk about this Indiana basketball team and uh, popular choice to be the best in the Big Ten, led by Trace Jackson Davis. And uh, what does Mike Woodson have to work with here? Uh, looks like a pretty promising group and. I think there's a game tomorrow uh, at Xavier, right? That is correct. It'll be the first real test for this basketball team because Xavier's really good. I watched them against Fairfield the other night, and Mm -hmm. even though they had a struggle with Fairfield, which is a pretty decent basketball team, um, uh, this this game, I'm sure they were looking ahead a little bit because that's what kids do these days. And they've got a veteran ball club, and uh, I think this Indiana ball club will have its hands full, but at the same time, this will be the first real test for this team. We'll find out just exactly where they stand at this point. But the one thing I've seen at this point, Jack, about Indiana basketball, um, it, it, and it is an experienced basketball team, and expectations are quite high, and they should be, because they brought in four freshmen, three of which have really looked pretty promising at this point, two of which are obviously playing a ton. One's a starter, and one's the, the backup to Trace Jackson Davis. And when he's come into the ball game. Indiana hasn't missed a beat, uh, and I'm right. talking about a kid named Malik Renew. Uh, okay. Jalen hood Shafina was the guard I was talking about, the freshman guard. They're playing he and uh, Xavier Johnson uh, both in the front in the uh, backcourt at this point, and neither one has looked like it was a it was going to be a problem for because they're both point guards. One six six and hood Shafina, and of course X is six three. But these guys seem to work well together, and I think it's a basketball team that has tremendous potential. I mean, it has uh, all the tools to be a really good team, and the thing I like most of anything is they've got a lot of depth in this ball club. There are probably ten guys that can really contribute. Yeah, I think the Big Ten uh, has had highly ranked teams that have flamed out Mm -hmm. in the NCAA tournament. Maybe it's time to do it the other way and not have a top-10-ranked team and have a couple make long runs in the tournament. Certainly, Indiana has that potential. But we've seen some other teams early on, Don. Uh, Michigan uh, had a a big win last night at Pittsburgh after struggling with Eastern Michigan. Michigan State, uh, on the aircraft carrier, came within (laughs) a point, really should have beaten 
<laughs> number two, Gonzaga. And then last night, or excuse me, rather uh, uh, Tuesday night, right. uh, getting that win uh, over Kentucky. And you will appreciate this. At the end of the game, Michigan State scores 13 of the last 14 points to win in double overtime. And uh, you know how Kentucky fans can be. We went in to do the interviews, came out, and there were five of them. I swear they were comatose. They had not moved. Uh, I wanted to uh, call security and get medical attention. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen that before, and it really, it really, really makes me happy. Um, because I, I don't like Kentucky. <laughs> and uh, we've had a long rivalry with the Kentucky Wildcats. Of course, John Calipari, after Indiana beat them with the Christian Watford shot back in yes. 2012 or 2011-12 season, uh, he decided that Indiana and Kentucky shouldn't play anymore. So they stopped the series uh, with Indiana, and we haven't played them. Well, we played them twice since then. We played them the same year that uh, we played them the first game and won with Christian, and we got beat by them the next time out in the NCAA tournament that year. And then Indiana beat them in the NCAA tournament a few years ago when Tom Crean won a Big Ten championship uh, yeah. out in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And so uh, there have been – that's been the only other meetings they've had since then. Now, Mike Woodson and Calipari supposedly are friends, and they've talked about resuming the series uh-huh. – uh, uh-huh. It should happen every year because it's such a great rivalry. Sure, but because sure. Calipari ended it, now they're trying to find a better way, so to speak, to, to get this series back going again. And I'm I'm assuming that it's going to happen, but I don't know when. But the fact that they were comatose, your, your Kentucky fans were comatose, did, did not bother me in the least. <laughs> well, I apologize to you, to Indiana University, to the Big Ten, and the college basketball world because I missed a great opportunity Tuesday night. Uh, when Calipari was sitting up uh, at the podium, looking like someone had just shot his dog, uh, I should have asked the question, uh, John, do you think the fact that Kentucky has only won one national title in the last 25 years has anything to do with the fact that you were cowardly about the series with Indiana? <laughs> Jack, I'm so despondent now that you didn't have that opportunity. <laughs> Uh, the great Don Fisher, our guest. Uh, Don, one more quick question before we let you go. Really appreciate your time and look forward to seeing you Saturday here in East Lansing. Sure. You have seen Michigan and you have seen Ohio State. When these teams meet a week from Saturday in Columbus, who wins and why? Well, if you ask me uh, at this point, my gut is that Ohio State just has too many tools. Um, man, they're good. They really are talented. Uh, Marvin Harrison is special. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, they were talking about Jackson and Zygma and yeah. And, yeah. and a couple of the other receivers. And, and I thought, well, you know, I can't argue with those guys because they're really good players. But And Zygma has been out for most of the year with an injury. Um, and they have not missed a beat. Marvin Harrison is just spectacular. He's 6'4", 205. He made one of the greatest catches. In, pre- uh, in fact, my color analyst, uh, Rhett Lewis, said uh, when he made this catch on the sideline on Saturday this past week, right, he said that right. may be the greatest catch I've ever seen. <laughs> we and actually ran the photo of that on our television show Sunday night, and it looks like his foot is coming out of his shoulder. 
That, I know. That's, uh, it's, it's just incredible. You say, you know, what are we missing here? Uh, biomechanically, this is not possible. <laughs> right. So I, I, just, I just think their talent level, if Henderson gets back healthy before they, they play Michigan, which, you know, he's been, he's been dinged up pretty good. And Mayan Williams just got hurt in our ball game. Right. Right. And went out, and I don't know what his status is at this point. If if they get those guys back, I, I I can't see Michigan beating them. But Michigan is a much better team this year than they were a year ago, I think, mm-hmm. um, because I think of the quarterback number one, yeah. and then I think they're doing what they do best. They can run it right down your throat, and they're a yeah. really good football team. So I think I think it's going to be a great game when those two meet in a couple of weeks. But you never know. And and like I say, I think Ohio State is. I think they're probably gunning for Michigan a little bit since they lost to them last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be a great game, and uh, I can promise you the game in Spartan Stadium will not be a great game in terms of high-level <laughs> football, but maybe we'll get a great Indiana-Michigan State game in the basketball season. Well, I hope so. Obviously, we've had some pretty good matchups with the Spartans here of late. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Tom Izzo guy. I, I've, I've been a fan of his. I've known him. I've known Tom Izzo since he came to IU scouting for Michigan State under Judd Heathcote back in the day. He came to a Hoosier class or to an Indiana Classic ball game, and we sat together. Uh, we got done with our broadcast, and then the other game that was played after that, he stood there or sat there and watched it. We sat side by side, and we've been friends ever since. So I'm a big Izzo guy at any rate. But uh, And I know that their wins this year already have kind of stunned a few people, except for those of us who know Tom and what he's able to do as a coach. Don, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you Saturday afternoon. All right, Jack. See you then.